welcome to the Maluli Asset Management Podcast for April 3rd, 2013. This is Brendan, and today Tom and I are going to be talking about sector-based investing. So I think, Tom, you had a uh, study from the University of Chicago that you wanted to start off with today? Right. There was a study that uh, took place about 50 years ago. Uh, at the University of Chicago, Professor uh, Benjamin King wrote this uh, book, The Latent Statistical Structure of Security Price Changes, and he was able to define that 80%, 80% of the risk in your investment results come from uh, getting into the market at the wrong time or not being in the right sector at the right time. And that was really a... a an eye-opener for anyone who has been following point-and-figure charting at all in the last 50 years. You know, you turn on CNBC and all they want to talk about is, hey, after the commercial break, we're going to talk about the today's hot stock. Really, what CNBC is focusing on is selling advertising and keeping your eyeballs glued to the screen. And over the last 25 years, I've met lots and lots of investors who spend 80% of their time focusing on the stock fundamentals and ignoring whether the market's going up or down or whether that stock's even in the right sector. So 80% of the risk in your investment results come from the market either knowing whether the market's going up or down and being in the right sector. Only 20% of your investment results come from picking the right stock. And people would beat themselves over the head, over the head trying to pick the right stock. The, the problem for me as an investment advisor is that when the markets were, were doing well and we could identify a sector, we wanted to buy the entire sector. We wanted to buy all the stocks that were in there. And that's a lot of work, but that all changed when ETFs came along, right? That's exactly right. When exchange-traded funds started to really gain in popularity, suddenly we could buy an entire sector. You know, if we found that semiconductor stocks were doing really well, there's 28 semiconductor stocks. It used to be that, hey, instead of trying to cherry pick the top two or the top three names in the sector, what we would sometimes try and do if we could find a small enough sector is say, okay, let's try and buy all the stocks in this sector. Now we've got, you know, if it's 28 stocks for semiconductors uh, for that sector, we've got, that's, that's 28 commissions. And then we've got to do the math to figure out how are we going to make sure that we don't wind up with, you know, too much Cypress Semiconductor and not enough Intel. You know, we had to get all these things evenly weighted. That was a lot of work. So suddenly we could just go in one ticket, one order, and buy all the semiconductors in one fell swoop. We could also define the risk. We could say, look, say this basket of stocks is trading at $80 a share. We want to have a stop at, say, 10% below that at 72. You can't do that with a mutual fund. Right. You just have to ride that roller coaster all the way up and all the way down. The other thing is if we didn't want to have a stop, say, 10% underneath it, we want to have a stop at the second sell signal or when it breaks the support line. You can't do that with a mutual fund. You just have to wait because mutual funds only change their price once per day. You're kind of moving after the fact. The other thing is that we could manage the cost better, and we've talked about this in previous podcasts, how mutual funds can be so darn expensive with a lot of costs packed in that you don't even see. With an exchange-traded funds, 
they typically have lower management expenses and you can buy them and sell them like a stock which is absolutely terrific right so let's go over a recent example of a buying an entire sector okay that's great the international sector at the end of January came into favored status on our charts. So it's really hard when you think about the United States as just one market. How do we buy all the other markets that are out there? Um, this is kind of a short term example because uh, international equities became favored as a group at the end of January. We're recording this, you know, the first couple of days of April. So we're really talking about just two months. But here's the thing. If you saw that international equities were coming into favor in late January and you said, well, let's put some money into inter international equities, if you bought your favorite international or global fund at that time in the past two months, you have not made much money. In fact, some, some of you may have lost money in these international funds in the last few weeks. There's only a certain few subsectors that are doing really well. For example, you know, some of the biggest markets that are out there are Germany, uh, Italy, Spain, the UK, uh, even markets like China. All of those are really not doing well right now. It's not that they're doing poorly, but if you compare them to Mexico, you compare them to Thailand, uh, even Greece, you can see that there are certain sectors that are doing extremely well and others are not. So the old way of doing this would be that we would just go out and buy our, our favorite global fund or our favorite international mutual fund and you'd pay your sales charge and strap on your seatbelt and ride that roller coaster all the way up and down. The new approach now is we can drill down and find which sectors are working and we can go after them by just identifying the right exchange traded fund to invest in. So we don't really need to get hung up on the fundamentals of one stock versus another stock, IBM versus Intel or you know Google versus Apple. We don't really need to get hung up on the fundamentals of, of that so much as knowing which sectors are in favor and whether the market is on offense or defense. So when we talk about these different securities, we really want to encourage people uh, to talk to their advisors, but we also want to uh, remind you that none of the securities that we mention in any of our presentations represent a past specific recommendation of Maluli Asset Management. And this presentation is in no way a recommendation to buy or sell any of the securities that we mention here. And quite frankly, if you're relying on a podcast for investment advice, we think you're making a big mistake. And so again, we urge our listeners to consult with their investment advisor before they make any decision whether to buy or sell. Now, if you don't have an investment advisor, feel free to contact us. You can find us on the web at maluli.net, or you can call us here in New Jersey at 732-223-9000. Okay, that wraps up our podcast on sector-based investing. Hopefully you learned something, and we'll see you next week. Thanks for listening.